You're listening to KDNK's Public Affairs Program for Land's Sake. I'm your host, Bill Kite. Today our guest is Morgan Hill, President of the Middle Colorado Watershed Council Board. And uh, welcome back to For Land's Sake, Morgan. Great to talk with you, Bill. Before we get started, though, I I have to give a shout-out to two people here who keep me uh, from going over the edge here a number of times, and that's uh, Greg Albrecht, the uh, executive director, and Kenna Campton, uh, that uh, she's... her title really doesn't do justice to what she does around here. She does a little bit of everything. I mean, seriously. And uh, they help me out because they almost have to retrain me every month. Uh, but uh, I really appreciate them and everybody else here at KDNK. And hopefully if you're listening and haven't uh, participated in becoming a member, you should do that today. Well, Morgan, uh, tell us about yourself, uh, what you do, your hobbies. I know one of your hobbies is mountain biking. Um and and why you chose to be a a part of this nonprofit. Sure. So I have been a resident of the Roaring Fork Valley for over 20 years. I went to high school in Glenwood Springs um, and and have lived there um, ever since I was um, about 11 years old, other than my hiatus for college. And I'm super passionate about the valley, um, about the community, and, and really the environment in the community. And I, um, I've worked in local government for um, several different environmental health departments um, in the area, and that's also shaped my interest in, um, in the environment and in water quality. And I've really always loved the river, too. I love rafting. Um, I got a stand-up paddleboard last year, and I really enjoyed using that on both rivers and lakes um, and grew up fishing with my dad and have just been really passionate about the environment. And I, I felt like um, being able to be a board member on this nonprofit or with this nonprofit with the Middle Colorado Watershed Council has, has been a way to be really actively engaged in the river, in water quality and water quantity, in, um, in the Roaring Fork and the, the Middle Colorado River Valleys. And I've, I've just really enjoyed being able to have such a a fundamental role in this organization um, is it's really since it became a nonprofit, which was in December of 2013 when it officially incorporated. So you've been with it the whole time then. You've seen it grow quite a bit, haven't you? Certainly. Yeah, we've, we've gone through some changes both in our board and um, in the team that we work with who does a lot of the direct work of the Watershed Council. We've worked with a, a lot of different partners throughout that time and different projects that have all been really interesting and fun to work on. And, um, you know, again, feel like we're really serving the community. And the Middle Colorado, our delineated watershed area really goes from um, the head of Glenwood Canyon to the mouth of Debec Canyon. And that's of the Colorado River and all of its tributaries in that area, except for the Roaring Fork River. And that's really because that area is already covered by our partner organization, the Roaring Fork Conservancy. You know, in your uh, mission statement, you say that uh, the Colorado, Middle Colorado Watershed Council's mission is to evaluate, protect, and enhance the health of the Middle Colorado River watershed through the cooperative effort of watershed stakeholders. Um, you know, that's tell us a little bit about that, if you could. Yeah, so this mission has really been our guiding principle since we were founded as an organization 
And we focus on really all of those metrics that you just said. So evaluating um, the, the water quality and water quantity of the watershed. We've worked on a number of different studies that have looked at water quality throughout the middle Colorado. Um, and we also use what we evaluate to um, inform policy and decision making. That's one of our, our goals. Um, we also want to protect the watershed. We have a number of different projects that we do um, to protect the water, water in um, the middle Colorado and then really to improve it where it needs to maybe be improved. Um, and then the other really key part of, of our mission statement is that cooperative effort of stakeholders. And that's something that we feel our mission is unique in and a role that we can uniquely serve is we like to bring a, a really diverse group of people around, it, around the table or the Zoom meeting um, to talk about um, how we can all really um, work, work collaboratively over um, the water that this resource is so important to all of us. So that's different state and federal agencies, other local governments, um, you know, different stakeholders who use the water. So that's the agricultural community, recreation. Obviously, we use our water for um, drinking um, and want to make sure, again, that we're, we're really hearing all of those voices in our decision making. And we've done a number of different projects. Um, one of those is our interpretive, or excuse me, our integrative water management plan, um, where we really, really have also strived to do that. Yeah, we'll talk about that just a little bit later here. But, mm -hmm. you know, since you were on the air here with us back in February of 2020, uh, you have a new executive director, Paula Stepp, and um, you have a new building, the, the River Stop in Rifle. Tell us, tell us all these about all these changes, if you would. Yeah, we are so excited about um, both of the things you just mentioned. Having a new executive director, Paula Stepp, who um, was working with us as a board member and now has transitioned into the role of executive director. And Paula is also a longtime uh, Roaring Fork Valley resident and really passionate about the watershed and um, has some experience working in nonprofits and um, really has gotten up to speed quickly to help us manage some of these programs. So one thing that really allowed us to do that um, and we, where we recognized that we had a need um, to, again, hire a new executive director, we had Lori Rink in that role um, for a number of years and, and she um, did a wonderful job with that. Um, and so transitioning to um, having Paula as our, our executive director and, and her picking up um, a lot of these projects was also centered around having um, or being part of the response to the Grizzly Creek and Pine Gulch fires. And um, we've had a number of different projects, again, we can talk about those a little bit more too, that um, supplied some funding to be able to hire Paula. So she's been doing a lot of the grant management and project management, working with different stakeholders on those efforts, and that's been really wonderful to have. We have a lot of work to do in the middle Colorado, um, and so, you know, are hoping to even maybe build that team back up a little bit more in the future um, as Paula is, is really hitting the ground running, and we have a lot of needs and, and currently have a lot of actually volunteer work happening to fulfill some of those projects. Well, what about the, the river stop? How did, how did you guys acquire that building? You've done quite a bit with it since, uh, since you've moved in. Sure. So that was really the city of Rifle, who used to occupy that space um, for the Rifle Chamber of Commerce. And they got a new space, and that building, um, which is at the Rifle Rest Area at Lions Park Pond, um, and they had vacated that space, and it was available, and they have allowed us to lease it from them. 
And one of the conditions of that lease was that we would put that building to beneficial use. Um, and we, we really have. Um, not only does it serve as our office for the Middle Colorado, but we have had the opportunity to utilize it as an interpretive center. And through some grant funding um, and other donations, we were able to really turn it into that interpretive center. And we called it the River Stop, really because it's at the rifle rest stop, um, kind of with the idea that, you know, folks, when you float the river, you also might stop along the river. Um, so we have uh, actually just completed that. Really, it was um, last year um, that, that a lot of the displays were finished. And we've opened it. Um, some limited to the public, um, but it's also being used in partnership with Colorado Parks and Wildlife. So they've been operating out of there, um, hosting some programming, and um, we really do hope to be able to have um, some volunteers um, and, and maybe even staff to be able to have it be open um, and staffed more frequently. Um, but we have some really beautiful, wonderful displays in that center that talk about the Colorado River. We highlight the the aquatic life, other wildlife that you would see along the river, um, lots of really great text that um, our readers can connect with that explains um, different uses of the river, some of the issues that maybe our, the river is facing, um, and you know, give really give the community and anyone passing by, because we have a lot of visitors to that site, obviously, with it being a, a I-70 rest stop. Um, that folks can can really see what's going on in our watershed and and have that interpretive center um, be their connection to that. We actually have some really cool um, posts within the center that look just like cottonwood trees that you would find along the river. Um, we had a, a designer that worked on that, um, and it turned out to be just a really creative, neat space. Yeah, I was impressed when I when I was there um, during the Wild and Scenic Film Festival which I thought was really great this year. You had it out on the lawn there, and um, I was really, really enjoying the, uh, the, the, short, the videos that you had, especially the one about the Navajo uh, Diné uh, River Runner. Um, so, yeah, that was really a good move on your, your part of uh, getting that, that facility. Thank you. Yeah, we were really happy to be able to host the Wild and Scenic Film Festival at that property outside on the lawn. Um, and this is the perfect time of year because it gets dark early enough for us to be able to show the films outdoors, a little more pandemic friendly, and um, had the space for it on the lawn there. So um, we, we, were, we thought it turned out great. Um, we had the film festival. We had an um, online and um, uh, uh, outdoor uh, way to, to be participating in the film festival. So we had some folks watch it online from all over the country as well. Yes, that was that was a really good show. You're listening to Katie and Case Public Affairs program for land's sake. I'm your host Bill Kite and today we're talking with Morgan Hill of the Middle Colorado Watershed Council. Morgan, you have seven goals listed on your website which um is uh midcowatershed.org if uh, you'd like to list those listening would like to look that up. So just pick a couple of those and tell us uh, about what, what those goals encompass. Sure. Well, they, they cover a lot of what we talked about um, a little bit ago about protecting, enhancing, um, protecting and enhancing the health of the Middle Colorado watershed. And um, so I think some of the main uh, ideas around these goals are the projects that have come from them. 
Um, so, for example, one of our goals would be to promote smart, efficient water use and conservation. Um, we also have advanced water quality monitoring and enhancement and improvement efforts, um, create partnerships and collaboration among stakeholders. And I mentioned the integrated water management plan that we um, have, have been working on for several years now that does a lot of bringing those stakeholders together to talk about those different water needs and make sure that all of those needs really can be met into the future that we're facing with just less water in the river. Um, and that integrated water management plan has identified a lot of different projects that can be uh, worked on throughout the watershed to, to meet those goals. And we're, we um, are really underway already with a number of those projects. We have funding for some of them and are working on advancing them forward. So that's that's just one one project that we've used um, related to those goals and and we've we've really had these goals in place since very early in the organization's founding as well and um, another goal is to support the long-term health of the watershed for the well-being of the community and the local economy and you know i think we recognize that everyone needs a high quality water supply to um, be able to really thrive and, and function as a community um, we need quality drinking water. We need water that can support aquatic life and um, fishing. And, um, you know, farmers need high-quality water to be able to supply their crops. So we really all share that same goal and, um, and know that we really do benefit from having a, a healthy river. You know, I looked at the Integrated Water Management Plan, and you have an action plan to go with that that has 55 actions and uh, people that know anything about the Colorado River know it needs a lot of help right now with water shortages uh, looking pretty uh, dark into the future. Um, so, so I think that's something anybody can get to your website and look at. And I was I was impressed with how you'd organize that. Um, Great. What uh, partnerships and collaborations are you are you doing currently? You mentioned Colorado Parks and Wildlife and a couple of other groups. Uh, Help me out there a little bit on, on exactly how you're working with some some of the other groups that you haven't mentioned yet. Sure. One group that we've been working with a lot lately has been Roaring Fork Outdoor Volunteers. Um, and we also are collaborating closely with the Glenwood Springs River Commission on some upcoming river restoration days. So one of them actually happened this last week. Um, we have another one at our, our river stop in Rifle this coming Saturday. And then... Um, another event uh, in partnership with Roaring Fork Outdoor Volunteers, I think I'm getting them all right because we have three this month <laughs> in wow. collaboration with those two organizations. Um, and we actually, we often host our own river restoration or river cleanup day in the month of October. Um, but because we have all this great work going on um, with our partners, we are just encouraging our volunteer base to support um, that work and are really just collaborating closely with those groups. For, for this year and our restoration projects there. Um, so again, working closely with them, we are working with the um, Glenwood Canyon Restoration Alliance. Um, although I will say we, we are part of the Glenwood Canyon Restoration Alliance um, because it is an alliance of a number of different entities that um, are all trying to uh, really restore Glenwood Canyon um, as it kind of recovers from the Grizzly Creek fire. So we've been collaborating with them on a number of different projects. We are working with the USGS, um, the United States Geologic Survey, to put a rain gauge in the canyon to monitor incoming weather. So I know 
probably everyone has been affected by the canyon closure at some point. Um, when the canyon's been closed due to a flash flood risk or because we had um, those, those rock slides um, and mudslides in the canyon. So these rain gauges are going to be super helpful to um, have folks know not only is there a flash flood warning, but maybe we are receiving enough rain that, we do, that the canyon should be closed um, so we can know that it's going to be closed at the right time. Um, we're working closely with a number of municipalities. I mentioned the Glenwood Springs River Commission, but we are also working with the town of Silt um, on the Silt Preserve is a project that they're working on. One of the projects, we actually have a number of projects in that integrated water management plan, one of those um, 55 projects you mentioned um, are in the town of Silt. So we're also working with the town of Silt uh, to expand the parking at the Silt boat ramp, which is, the that ramp is a place that a lot of folks use for rafting, river recreation, and angling. So we've, we've got a lot of different partnerships kind of in the works right now. Um, we are working with the BLM as well on um, a fish, fish passage um, improvement at um, the King Heatherly Diversion. So we, we just, we, that's kind of like I said, one of the things that we do the best is work with our partners. Um, we're working closely also with the Natural Resource Conservation Service on the Integrated Water Management Plan and have partnered with them on a number of different efforts over the years. So I know there are, are more, um, but that's just a few of the partnerships <laughs> you, you, we've got going on. You guys are really busy, I could, I could say that yeah. for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, you mentioned the Roaring Fork Outdoor Volunteers, great organization. Um, I when I worked with the Forest Service, David Hamilton, who was a the director then, uh, did a, did a lot of good stuff for the Forest Service. Still is uh, Roaring Fork Outdoor Volunteers are so uh, great organization. I, and tell us a little bit about what it would be like to be on one of these um, river restorations and cleanup projects, so people kind of know what to expect, and maybe they'll want to volunteer then. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they're a lot of fun, and you really get to feel like you are working around the river, around areas that are affecting the river, uh, and making your community more beautiful by picking up trash sometimes. We really have tried to, um, or have been calling our events restoration days more than just cleanups because we're doing more than just picking up trash when we have our restoration days. Um, so the one that we're hosting, um, we're working with Roaring Fork Outdoor Volunteers this coming Saturday, we're going to be planting vegetation, um, removing some unwanted vegetation around the river, and um, you know then you get to hopefully see some of those plants um, take off in the coming years, and um, you know really get your hands dirty, and it's it's fun to um, kind of spend the day down by the river and the month of October when maybe it's. You know, you're not spending time up in the mountains and still get to be outside and, and also hang out with some great folks. I know we've we've had some adaptations in the last year with with COVID and some more dispersed river events. Um, and this is one that these the ones this month are will still be being safe, but um, getting to get together and, and really collaborate around the river. So what should someone bring? I mean, do you guys supply uh, pizza and beer, or what? What you know? What do, what do they have to bring? A lunch or water? Water and gloves sure. and that sort of thing. You know, I I would check out um, Roaring Fork Outdoor Volunteers website to make sure that you have everything that you need for the day. 
I we do supply gloves and other equipment that is necessary to um, to do the job. Um, and certainly for cleanup events, we have trash bags and all of that. If you have a pair of gloves that you prefer to use, especially for a day that um, isn't picking up trash, I know sometimes you pick up trash and you might not want to use those gloves again. <laughs> okay. um, but we, we would supply gloves for any of those events, um, again, as well as tools. Uh, and we always recommend that um, folks bring water, sunscreen, a hat, some sunglasses, the right layers for the day, the right shoes, make sure you wear boots or, or sturdy tennis shoes, um, especially if you think you might be using a shovel. And, um, you know, I, I think we would we always make sure that there's there's water and other beverages and, and typically do provide lunch. Um, and I know the middle Colorado has been tasked with coffee for these events. So we know we'll be bringing that in the morning. All right. That's a, that, mm-hmm. that would be important for me for sure. Yeah. <laughs> in, uh, in the last few minutes we have what over the 13 years since you've been the, the president of, of the uh, middle Colorado watershed council, what, what uh, is your favorite project or what, what one thing influenced you more than any other? Maybe it was something you, you guys planted and you, you got, came back later and saw the effect of what you did. So if you could just kind of make it personal for us here in the next couple of minutes. Oh, that is a good question. I, I think the River Stop is probably one of my favorite projects that we have just because it's, it is something that, um, you know, we started with this building and really turned it into – a space that is going to be a resource for the community for years to come. And I think it, it, one really special thing about the river stop as well it's, is it is right next to um, Lion's Pond. And so folks can get to experience fishing and being around this water body and then also um, get to enjoy the river stop. And I think, you know, one other day that I had that was probably one of my, my favorite days with the Watershed Council um, was a river cleanup. They've all been fun and special, but our cleanup in 2019, we just had such a great volunteer turnout and we had worked really hard to plan that cleanup. And um, it was around the town of Stilt and the boat ramp there as well. And it just was, the weather was beautiful and we all got to really make a difference um, in that area and give away some great raffle prizes. We had so many donations that year. So um, it's been a lot of fun. You talked about the film festival. I've been part of planning the film festival every year. I think we've had six of them now. All right. Yeah. yeah it's a lot and, of fun. Yeah, and the uh, you mentioned the films, which I'm, I'm honored that you mentioned our, our film lineup being really good this year because we all thought that as well. Just great sure. selection of films, and some of that is what we have to choose from as well. Well, thanks so much, Morgan, for being with us again on For Land's Sake, and you've been listening to KDNK's For Land's Sake on the Uh, Second Tuesday of every month at 4.30. This is your host, Bill Kite, asking whatever you do to Mother Nature, do it for land's sake.